All right, everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Receding Money Line, number one vibes based sports gambling podcast in the country. I'm Steve, and I'm here with the most disappointed Cougars fan in New York City, I think, Pat. Hey, this week, we're gonna be, <laughs> this week we're going to be prepping for the Final Four, going over last weekend, Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. But to start us off, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Wes. We got a new logo. We didn't even have to ask him for it. He just was so inspired um, that he, he made it for us. You know, balding patterns is letters. Um, you can guess who's who. So that that's a that's a fun game for the for the listeners. Yeah, I was I was pretty I was pretty bummed when I looked at the artwork that Wes had sent over, and it was very very obvious who was who. Um, <laughs> and I think I on the on the balding grid was like c2 or something which is not quite the absolute worst but it's it's on the spectrum towards uh it's closer to really bad than to you're just kind of like receding a little bit yeah and none of us could be the letter c and i think that that's that's a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah the fact that none of us were the letter c where you just have the full horseshoe um was was good yeah if, if this is still going in in three years, uh, maybe Wes will have to change some of the artwork. There's only, yeah, there's only one C, though. That's the problem. So we, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out, though. Yeah. Um, well, it was a great weekend. Uh, it was a great weekend of sports. We had, we had the Elite Eight um, and the Sweet 16. I was in Arizona. I went to some spring training games, which was awesome. Baseball is officially back. We have opening day next week. Yeah. And how do you how, you want to start us off with, uh, yeah, with a little opening question? Or yeah, do you want to go through some of your bets from last week? Let's do a little Q&A. Start it off. All right. All right. All so, right. hey, Arizona, uh, spring training game. So I got I to gotta ask you, you know, it, it's a it's a thin line, but you're more of a grapefruit league guy or a cactus league guy. So I've been to both. I have been to many a Red Sox uh, spring training game in Florida in Fort Myers. I've been to a Mayor's Cup game where they had the Mayor's Cup between the Minnesota Twins and the Red Sox, who both play in Fort Myers. Okay, um, and. For the first time this past weekend, I went to a Cactus League game between the Padres and the Cubs. I think that spring training baseball in Florida is definitely more ingrained in what people do down there. So there's a lot more, I think, spring training tourism in Florida than there is in, in Arizona. And I think that in Arizona, you get – smaller stadiums that are shared between multiple teams with so you get like a really cool like high school baseball stadium type vibe however if you pull up your uh live sports gambling app you can bet on those high school games yes and the games are between major league baseball players so uh it's also i don't know if you've heard this but arizona has a dry heat um i was so gonna say it, that's probably the biggest difference is the dryness yeah. Yeah, so it, it'll be 85 degrees in both places, but Arizona is a dry heat, which also uh, 
makes your beer get colder or sorry, makes your beer get warmer, slower, the humidity warms up your beer faster. So if we combine these smaller stadiums of the Cactus League with the drier heat of Arizona, I, I think I'm a Cactus League guy. And uh, that is definitely not skewed at all by my many, many successful under live bets that I made on the Cubs and the Padres last week. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, th- I think I've been to neither. Uh, so I'm going to put that out there. I like that okay. the Cactus League. I like that all the stadiums are much closer together. Like if I was a player, I'd much rather be in the Cactus League. Like I feel like you could like it's more of a hangout atmosphere. Like Florida, it's all over the state. Like the, it's from like yeah, from north to south, you know, Gulf Coast to the Atlantic Coast. So it's not as concentrated. So like I feel like it's less of like you know, oh, like a, a camaraderie. Um, I mean, the Mayor's Cup definitely is camaraderie. I, under, I understand that. The Mayor's Cup that everyone has definitely heard of, the Fort Myers, <laughs> Red Sox, Twins, Mayor's Cup. I couldn't – I don't know where Fort Myers is. I couldn't – if you, like, had, like, threw up four stars in Florida, I would have no idea where it I've is. I've been there, and I'm, like, pretty sure it's on the west coast of Florida, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you with 100% certainty. I, I would assume that too. I think I, Fort Myers sounds like a, a Gulf Coast town. Yeah. But Speaking I, of baseball, did you know that Albert Pujols is still, not only is he still playing, but he just signed a new one-year contract with the St. Louis Cardinals for $2.5 million. It's that high? I knew he two signed, half, but I thought it was like $2.5 bucks. I thought it was a sign and retire deal. No, no, no. It's not a, it's not like a, um, a play one game in the outfield and then ride off in the sunset, make 10 grand kind of deal. It's full year, two and a half million bucks. He's going to be the DH against lefties. And then like a situational pinch hitter in other games. Um, when they're not, when the starter is not a lefty. Yeah. Did didn't he had a 10 year contract with the angels, right? Is that over? Remember, has that been, has yeah. that been 10 years since that happened? We were in college when that got signed. And I think it probably got signed in like 2010 or 11. Oh my God. And, ev- and everybody at the time was like, you know, Oh my God, baseball contracts are so backloaded and, and you're just, you're just paying for the front six five years turns out with him, you're paying for the front three years. And then the last seven years, you were just paying him $30 million to um, do ESPN sports center commercials. Uh, I do. But like, it's kind of like his new deal now is kind of like a backup kicker, a backup QB type situation. It's yeah. pretty good. I like how like those 10 year deals or there's like the Bryce Harper 13 year deal and they explain it. They're like, well, I just want to like play for 13 years. Like, it, like, it's not about the money. It's like, I want them to have to have a spot for me because I'm making $30 million when I'm yeah. 42 years and old. And you're going to pay me $30 million a year? <laughs> yeah. It's like, in in ten in 12 years, I'm going to be 42 years old and you're going to pay me $20 million to play? Yeah, I'm going to suck, Absolutely but you're going to no still brainer. have to put me out in left field every game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what? Or I'll ride the bench and, and spit sunflower seeds on the field. Yeah, travel America. Easy. Have a Easy. blast. Easy. No brainer. Um, 
other other news, I think this is uh, you know, I, I have my view, but is Tiger gonna play in the Masters or not? I it, it, it's not official. I not official he, yet. Okay. I think he will because I don't think there's a downside. I mean, at the end of the day, his injury I don't feel can be injured again. Like he got a car, it was a car crash. It wasn't like a you're saying injury. that as a doctor, correct? As a as a golfer, as an avid golfer who's played through like a hangnail um, or a yeah, hangover, yeah. Uh, big time injuries. There's no, there's no downside. I mean, if he plays really bad, he only has to play two days. Yeah, so it's built in. He'll be fine. Yeah, as a doctor, I would also agree that he can't hurt it worse. And as somebody who has a Tiger Woods uh, painting mural hanging in my apartment that I commissioned from uh, our, our friend, good friend, Blaine Davis, I would also agree that he cannot hurt it worse and he should absolutely play. And the Twitter chatter is reaching a fever pitch that he will play. We're recording this at 8.45 on Thursday night. Uh, the week before the Masters, and I think by tomorrow at this time, Tiger will be officially in the field for the Masters. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he's there already, uh, so he doesn't have like he doesn't have to like speed to get there. Like he's not in a hurry to drive to the Masters. Like he'll you know he doesn't. Were you not tracking his jet on Tuesday <laughs> like I was? What, he lives in Florida. What it's like a eight hour drive. Well, he. Yeah, he obviously can't drive. Last time he drove, he shattered his entire bo- both of his legs. So he f- took off from Port St. Lucie and landed at Augusta Airport about 45 minutes later. And he had his son, Charlie, and another golfer named Justin Thomas with him. And <laughs> the, the three of them played 18 holes. Apparently, Ty looked great, so... I think we should all be uh, excited and, and ready to to pick Tiger. I don't know what the odds are on, on Tiger right now, um, but I'm taking him. It, yeah, it's a classic, and we'll you know like you don't want to be the guy betting against Tiger. You don't want to be the guy betting against St. Peter's. Like that's just no fun. Like get the bet in, enjoy it. St. Peter's. It's a good segue, Steve. On our third on our third run of this podcast, we're getting we're getting good at at segues. Um, St. Peter's, you were the first person in all of the balding gambling related podcasts to call St. Peter's as your money line pick. They won three games. Why don't you why don't you tell us uh, how you felt watching them win? on uh friday night and then you know obviously it ended against unc but tell us tell us how that felt being being their biggest fan in the country um i mean i wouldn't say i'm the biggest fan i do like that the game like unc was the highest seed they had played so far but they had absolutely smacked smoked smoked but i god bless purdue really god bless purdue i mean they (laughs) They're favored, the number three team in the country, and they it's all set up for them and they just blow it. They, I mean, they showed they just played like crap. That game was awesome, though. It was, I was awesome. at, I, I was at like a, I was at a nice restaurant in, in Scottsdale, 
So you're watching uh, on your phone or, or were you? No. So, so we pulled into the restaurant and uh, I had been, I was with uh, Tori, my wife and, and her sister, Michelle and uh, Michelle's boyfriend, James. And the whole time we had like a, a 40 minute drive to Scottsdale. And I was like, I was like, the Cox are playing really well against Purdue right now. I'm like it's halftime and the Cox are down by two. I don't know if that was actually the score, but did your sister-in-law um, have any idea what you were talking about? Yeah, because I was talking about it all day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I really want to watch the St. Peter's Peacocks play Purdue tonight. You explained and who Doug was. You like, like there's this, yeah, this guy who's got a crazy dirt. haircut with a mustache. You know, yeah. and look, this we're on episode three, and I said I wouldn't do this again. But did you see who Doug got an, an, an NIL deal from? I did, I did. It was, and who was it? Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you think he got any money or he just got wings? Like, he just got, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> he just got 60 wings. Like, that was an NIL know. deal. I don't know, but let me let me plug Buffalo Wild Wings again. I was at JFK. Like I said, I was going to be in Terminal 4 on uh, Wednesday night, and I got a small size wings. It has uh, 10 wings in it, and I got half spicy garlic and uh, half hot, and they were large. They were right out of the fryer. They were steaming hot. They had a little bit more sauce than I prefer on them, but they were absolutely delicious. However, I made the mistake of getting the large beer and, you know, I'm like two wings in and I can't hold the beer because my fingers are covered in wing sauce. So, but they were, they were top, they were top notch wings, large, hot, right out of the fryer, juicy, good sauce coverage, good crisp on them. Do you, um, what, what sauce like blue cheese ranch do you blue do cheese. with? Blue I cheese. mean, yes, obviously for the the hot, but for the spicy gar or the blue garlic. cheese. Oh, even I'm not with a ranch them? guy. Any any, I don't care what the sauce is on the wings. I will do blue cheese no matter what. Anyway, back to the back to the cocks. Yeah, We're, we pull into the restaurant, and I'm like, guys, there's two minutes left in this game. And we're sitting in the car and I don't remember what song we were playing. We just blasted a song and had like a little like dance party in our car while we were, we were like watching the end of the Peacock game. And there was this group of, must've been like a bachelorette party or something, taking pictures like right in front of the door to get into the restaurant. So we were like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to walk through that situation. But then they noticed us. So we're like, okay, we can't sit here anymore. So we had to go in. We go in. There's like a minute left on the game. And if you remember, the last minute of that game was, took yeah. a long time. And mm-hmm. it was back. It was super, super tense. Um, but there were two. It was a nice restaurant, but they had a cool bar set up. There were two TVs there. I think it was called the Fat Ox, maybe. And everybody at the restaurant was rooting for the Cox. It was awesome. And... We hung out, got a drink before our table was ready, watched the Peacocks beat Purdue. It was it was really fun. I was That's thinking awesome. about you, and I was thinking about our eight listeners who hopefully had let it ride on the Peacocks money line. Yeah, they would have been, I mean, smart people, smart people. Um, I mean, we definitely, we, we made it even bigger. I mean, I have a final, I had a final, final four feature. I had a championship uh, future that did not pan out, but uh, I'm not going to complain. It was it was a good ride. I was in Arizona 
as I, as I said, and I couldn't place futures bets. So I texted yes. you to place uh, 10 or sorry, three $10 futures bets for me. Um, so I think I still need to Venmo you $30 for those. Yeah. And how did those work out? They, they lost. Um, I mean, you All rode, them. yeah, you, you rode with the money line Mac pick of the week with Michigan. Um, yeah. Villanova's good, I guess. Didn't see that coming. Um, and then you had, then you had the Peacocks and then the last one was, I don't even remember, but they lost. I know that that's, Oh, Texas tech, Texas, tech, maybe Texas tech. I'm not sure. Maybe, but, um, other than basketball, I got, I was really into the WGC match play Dell championship. It's so fun, isn't it? It is. It is a blast. Um, it's probably, it may be one of my favorite ways to watch golf. Um, if it's not like the major match play in general, match play, like it's a great bet, like to, it goes on all day. So there's, there's like, they play 18, they play two rounds of 18, which is, which is really cool. Um, and it's a great course. Cause like it gets harder and harder as the game, as the, the round goes on. So like, it's more dramatic. They have a par three that you can roll right into the water. Love that. Um, so I'm looking at your notes here and you have, I hustled to go up $5. Yes. Well, so I why have- don't you, so why don't you walk us through, uh, maybe your, your, your best win, some of yeah. your best wins from the, so, from the tournament. So, I mean, $5 is pretty good for only putting $10 in. So I, you yes. know, that's a good return. Um, 50% return. 50%. 50%. And I rode uh, Kisner and DJ in, for most of my wins. Uh, my biggest issue was I decided that Sky Scheffler, the local, like his golf course, I was like, no, no, it's, he's not going to win. Um, yeah. He won oh. all his matches, every single one of them. Uh, but, but it was good. I, but I had the same problem. Um, every bet I made was a live bet on like the fourth hole because I could not figure out when they started. Like I would like, I, they started way too early. I'd wake up. Late. You and golf. <laughs> I, I couldn't, when I would get, I would get so excited about like, the, Oh, I won my first round. I was like, well, I don't know when I need to go get like lunch. And then I would forget that the games were back and I'd be like, Oh, like, all right, let me. And again, it'd be like on the fifth hole. Um, but it ended up, it ended up being good. Kisner is like real, like a, he's a specialty at match play golf, which is, yes, I guess it's like a cool, like, it's a cool story. Like, Oh, I'm really good when it's one-on-one only, you know, when I can like, well, I trash talk and get people. That's to why there's time. like some controversy because he's never been selected for a Ryder cup and I, Ryder cup is all match play. And he is always, I think he's won uh, this, this tournament twice and this past weekend, he was in the finals. So he's a match play guy. As you said, it's a specialty, and he's never been selected for a Ryder Cup. So um, yeah, that's I mean, the Kisner controversy. That's the – yeah. Well, he's not he's not as big of a fan favorite as, like, Fowler, and I think that's what's happening. You know, they always pick, like, the cool guy. And he he's kind of now the cool guy uh, because of – he's been – he's kind of gotten out of his shell. He has, like, a saying that it's not a hobby – um, so, you know, now he, I think, I think he's ready to do like it's president's cup this year, um, which still, he should be invited to that. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, he's ready for the big time. So I'm looking at 
uh, some of our bets from last week. Okay. And I won't say we can, we can put some teams and games to these, but let me just read down your list here of whether you won or lost. Lost, lost, won, lost, 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 lost. Um, you did a lot of losing. Well, I, I was some of those were St. Peter's futures bets. Yes. Uh, we got Providence. We have Miami. We have UCLA lost. Tennessee lost. Gonzaga lost. Um, did did your golf five dollars counteract that or what did no. you shake out on basketball? They they didn't. But I sold Kansas. I, Kansas. If Kansas wins, I'll be fine. It'll cover every so single. So you 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 have two brackets going on, two different brackets. But I, well, I also have brackets. So let me explain my other futures bets. Yes, please explain I need, them. I needed. I was hedging. I was hedging for my brackets. Um, okay. One of them, I put a, a big bet on Miami because they, and big bet. I meant like twenty bucks. Uh, because the uh, the two my two biggest competition had. Miami. So if the only way I was going to lose is if they won, got to the right. title. So I was like, well, right. if I put a future on that, I'm, I'm locking into profit. So, yeah, you know, did I believe in Miami? Absolutely not. They had ultra to go to. I already, that was last week. We already mentioned that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I, so I didn't really believe in them. So, but now that Kansas has won, I'm in a prime position to win it actually two brackets. So it's, okay. it's very exciting. It's very exciting. But if Duke comes through and I'm, I'm worried about Duke hand up, worried about Duke. Yeah. Um, I'm in trouble. That's like my, my kryptonite right there. So speaking of brackets, I was, um, I was, we were sitting outside over the weekend and I was looking at one of the bracket groups that were in together where mm -hmm. Tori, my wife is in and, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, Tori, you're winning this bracket. There's like 40 people in the bracket or something. I'm like, Tori, you're winning this bracket. And um, I'm like, you have Villanova to win the whole thing. And she's like, no, that doesn't sound like me. That doesn't, that, she's like, I'm winning. That's a, I have Villanova. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like me at all. And I'm like, yeah, Tori, you have Villanova to win. And everybody else has Arizona or Gonzaga. And Gonzaga had just lost. Yeah. So then we're watching the Arizona game. Like, Tori, if Arizona loses this game, like, you are in a really good spot. But it turned out that I had misread the whole thing, and she, and she had Texas <laughs> winning the bracket, not Villanova. And she was like, I told you Villanova doesn't sound like me. Of course I picked Texas to win, like the, like the seventh seed that nobody would, who nobody would ever pick. So uh, definitely just a classic – getting somebody else's hopes up for like, like two hours that they're going to win $700 and uh, having it obviously not come to fruition. Yeah. 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 So I didn't do well. So let's go, go to you. And I want to bring this up. Is yeah, that you read down mine? Yeah. It's not much better. Lost, 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 lost. Duke still in it. Duke's um, still in. But I will say you, you did an over. And did you see the brat the this like chart that only one over hit this entire weekend of all the games? So well, it was an unders weekend. Except, look, not an Aussie football. 
We're gonna to get to Aussie football in a sec. That was a that was a good segue. But first, I just want to say that the the over under in college basketball is usually like 130 ish points, right? 100 like 150 points is like a huge huge number in college basketball. So you're like, okay, 130 points. That's 65 points for each team. Then you think about some of these games you're watching at halftime. It's like 20 to 18 or, or like 27 to 21 or something. And you're like, I'm not really a math guy per se, um, but they're really, really far away from each scoring 65 points. So I think Are we, now that all the lines have adjusted lower, I'm going to take all the unders and then I'm going to lose those all, as well also yeah um are we, are we in the trust tree right now uh yes us and our seven listeners yeah uh i don't bet over unders a lot because i don't like doing math like i don't You're a math guy though i i know but i just don't i, I don't want to do it constantly like i, I feel like you do mental math you're like, oh my goodness, it's halftime and like 47 points have been scored. Like, what does that, what does that mean for my bet? Because I always look at it and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so much lower. And then I do the math and then I'm like, oh no, like that's higher than I think. The way to check it is just to go to the live betting and look at the live line. And if it's over, if you took the over and the live line is over what you bet, then you're like, okay, like I'm doing really well. This is great. That's one way. I think that you can bet it and then lose money on that. Can you also do, can you do over unders on like one team? I may do that because that seems very simple. I think you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also, then you also have to do the math of like how much time's left. There's a lot, there's a lot of math in over unders. And that's, that gets, I'm going to be honest. As a math guy, that must be tough for you. It must be tough. So your, your over under in Aussie football, you want, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I have a few things to say about Aussie football. I learned what it is. That's the first thing. Um, yeah, so the, the, the field looks like a – if you looked at a tennis ball from the top down and you have like the curl, like the curly lines or baseball, I guess, and you squished it so that it's an oval, that's what the field looks like. And there's it's – it's an oval shape with two imagine like two three point like a three point line on either side but the three point line is like you know reaches like a third of the field and then at the end to score points there's goal posts and you can kick it through those goal posts at any time from anywhere on the anywhere on the field and then outside of those goal posts there's two more posts and if you get it in between those goal posts, but outside the middle goal posts, you get one point. Whereas if you get it through the main goal post, you get six points. Okay. So that's okay. how you score. Those are the only two ways to score that I'm aware There's of. There's no touchdowns. There might be others, but those are the two ways that I'm aware of. So six point kick and a one point kick. Okay. You can advance the ball by a handball, but it's, it's not like a pass. It's like you are holding, imagine you're holding a ball and you punch the ball with your other hand. I'm, this is bad podcasting, but I'm, I'm doing it on the video. Like I'm holding a ball and then I'm punching the ball to you. And then that's a, that's a legal pass. You can also kick the ball. Forward. How far can they punch the ball? Uh, 
10 yards, maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then you have to dribble the ball once every 15 yards. But what, what shape is the ball? Great what question. Shape ball? Yeah. So it's not, uh, like round it's, it's more round than a, a, an American football. And it's more round than a rugby ball, I think. But I've never held an Australian football, so I'm not positive. I also haven't held a rugby ball in a really long time, so I don't really know. But I think it's round enough where you could probably – I mean, it's part of the rule, so you can bounce it. And you have to bounce it every 15 yards or else – like you can't just run the ball down the field, I don't think. Like in rugby, you see the guys running the ball in rugby. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that in Australian football. I think do, you have to. Do they bounce, bounce it on the point, or do they bounce on like the flat part? What do you think? The, the flat if you were part. bouncing the ball, if you if you were bouncing the ball, would you bounce it on the pointiest part, or would you bounce it on the side of it? The side of it. The side of it. Okay. Yeah. So they bounce on the side of it, then they can kick it to each other. Okay. And is there a lot of tackling? Yeah, the tackling looks like rugby tackling, kind of, but they don't wear pads like American football. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had so that's that was uh, talking Australian football rules. Now we'll talk Australian football bets. I had under 171 and a half points the Carlton Blues versus the Western Bulldogs. And my logic, having never watched one of these games before and having, you know, not knowing any of the rules, was that just seems like so many points, 171 and a half. And when all the other over-unders were like 140, 150, there were 192 points scored in this game. That's a lot of points. It's like a basketball I game. Looked, I looked it up An three NBA days after the game. game. I looked it up three days after the game when I had forgotten about it already. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, I just lost $5 on a game. That I didn't even know the shape of the ball. Um, yeah, that was tough. All right. Some other bets that I had, I have something that I just need help with and all right. So I have been watching a lot of F1 as I think a lot of people have, cause it's awesome. And this year is going to be really good. My problem is that I placed too many bets on the race and they're all generally small, but like I'll place like two guy, two different guys to win. And then like three different guys to place top three and then somebody to place top 10. And then I'll usually win one or two of them, but I don't have a good system to like, make sure that I win money overall. Like it's like the, it's like the strategy when we would go to the horse race in Keeneland where you would just bet on every horse to win and you would get the thrill of going to the, going to the window to collect money, but overall you lost money. So I'm, I'm currently dealing with that in F1 and I'm trying to work through um, how to balance who I bet on first, the number of bets that I'm placing. Do you have any advice? I have advice. I, I think that, in these types of things, with horse races, car races, you need to have, like, I think this scenario is going to happen. And then bet based on that. So at least you know what you're rooting for. 
And you could, and there's like definitely multiple ways to do that. And I think having a backup plan, like just like one, like a flyer is always a good idea just in case everything goes to crap. Uh, But yeah, I mean, everyone's been there before. Everyone is twisted. You know, the only way they win money is if the 49ers win by uh, three and a half points against the Rams, which uh, is like, possible. You can't even score. You can't even score half a point in football. You're like, this is what I would need to happen. Yeah, this is not going to work. Yeah. So that's where I was at this weekend, and that brings me to a a a slight pain point of my weekend, which was that. Um, so I brought up UFC last weekend and how I was going to watch all the UFC fights. Yeah. And obviously I watched F1 and my in-laws who I love and are awesome. And we were not, we were not synced up time-wise for everything we wanted to do. So Tori and I were on East coast. We were generally just keeping on East coast hours because we weren't there for that many days. So we'd be up early. We'd go for a walk or a run or whatever and then it'd be 10 a.m., which is when the F1, F1 race started. And they, the in, my in-laws would be like, oh, we're just going to finish up cooking breakfast. Why don't we record the race and watch it in 45 minutes? And I'm like, absolutely, we are not doing that. I will go into my room and watch it on my iPad because, one, what's the point of watching a race if you can't lie bet it and you're two minutes delayed? not going to happen. And I've got like, like three text groups going on about F1 and then UFC, we recorded it. You also have Twitter and Instagram that will tell you everything that happens. Like they were like, well, you can just not look at your phone. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're like, I'm like, I'm a podcast mogul. I need to be looking at Twitter during the live race. Like that's how, that's how these, that's how it works. Um, I won that argument. Uh, uh, there was a few tense moments, but we watched the race live, and we, it was it was great. That was good. That was on Sunday. The night before, on Saturday, I think I was during the, that whole event. I think I was a little on edge because we had recorded, not to my knowledge, because the fight started early, but we had recorded the UFC fights, and then we're just like going through like picking like an ESPN plus like, Oh, this looks like a good fight to watch. Let's watch this one. And I'm like, this fight happened three hours ago. Like I can't bet on this fight. Like literally what's the point of watching. And then they would show, if you remember from last week, I said, I'm really good at picking the winner from the two minute intro. They would show the intro. And you the would, fight had happened two hours ago. And you would so, be like, that's the guy who's going to win. And you kept winning your I'm bet. Like, you kept all winning. of my, all of my carnal knowledge about UFC just was useless. Because we were watching these fights that had happened, you know, 30 minutes ago or, or 10 minutes ago. Useless. What's the point of watching sports that happened 10 minutes ago? <laughs> There's no point. So that was that was tough for me. Yeah. The last the the last time I felt like it was acceptable to to watch recorded sports, you needed to record sp- sports with a VHS. So that's how long ago that was an acceptable method to watch sports. Yeah. You cannot you're like you're like, did I accidentally tape over the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade with with this VHS to watch uh the Lions play football? Yeah, I mean, I do you not remember I had an eight 
set VHS system that like we would you would write it with a like a dry erase like what you recorded like we had an old system you wouldn't you know record over people's things and my you know when we played sports like on Sundays and my dad would you know I I want to watch the game so he would record it he would not listen to the radio and then when we got to get home from the baseball game he would put it put it in and watch it yeah we we would try that uh a bunch um but we would listen to every Red Sox game on the radio no matter where we were or what we were doing uh and and you know well while while we kind of slowly wrap this up I will say that a little preview for next weekend. So next week we have the Masters. I, you know, as we said before, I I do think Tiger is going to play, which is really really exciting uh, and just awesome. I mean, it gives you Ben Hogan vibes of him coming out of the car crash, uh, his leg shattered into pieces, and Tiger teeing off the first hole at Augusta next Thursday will be will be one of the cool moments in golf uh, in the past, you know, 10 years since, you know, really since 2019 tiger winning at the masters. So that that's really exciting. And then we have opening day next week also for baseball. So we have, we have a lot going on. We're going to be getting into NHL and NBA playoffs. That'll be pretty good. Uh, The Celtics are making quite the run. Uh, I think we're going to try to go to a Rangers game. Oh, nice. A Rangers playoff game. We can, we can uh, test out our live betting strategies together at, at a Rangers playoff game. We, we already tried that. and we, We're 0 for 2 0 for on that. 10. Although I will say at, at spring training, um, I saw those guys. I walked on. I, I sat down. I saw those guys, and I'm like, they are so hungover. There's no way that they are scoring 11 and a half runs. Hammer the under five bucks, hammered it again at 10 and a half. Then there was an inside the park homer in the second inning uh, because of three errors. And I just kept taking the under four total runs scored. The game ended in a two, two tie. Um, so any any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, we Pat, we haven't bet on any of the games this weekend. What are your picks on the final four? Final four, UNC plus four and a half, easy. Is Duke, that a, is that a, that's a hope pick. Like we're hoping. I agree. I think I think UNC is in, that manic guy, the the hillbilly from Oklahoma is on. See the guy with the long hair. The long hair, the white, the white the guy, beard. long hair. Yeah, yeah. He cannot be stopped. Uh, I agree. I think I think UNC money line. I will hit that. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going with them plus plus four and a half. Um, I'm yeah. also hitting. I'm Kansas. I'm going with Kansas. I, I wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Well, they're my only not lost. So I, you know, I have some loyalty to them and. You may wonder if why I like Kansas, and it's not because I've ever been anywhere close to it. Um, it's because that. What's the closest were, you've been to Kansas? I've been to Dallas, Texas. I think that's probably the closest. Maybe Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky, but that's okay. two, two. I've never been one state away from Kansas. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Uh, but they have won me several brackets, so. That's why would several. I mean, they won me too. 
Um, and that's why I, I like them. And that's the only reason. And okay. this year, that's a good reason. Win, and this year they're going to win me a third. So that's a great reason. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's like as good a reason as there is, especially yeah. when you, when you're on a gambling podcast, if they win you money, that's the whole point. Yeah. And it's, so I are mean, you taking Kansas money line or you're taking, what's the spread? In that it's game? four and a half. So I'm taking them Kansas. Favorite. Yes. And then I'm also okay. taking, and then I still have them as a future to win. So I think they're going to win. I think they're going to the whole thing. So you're like, you're going all in on Kansas. Yeah. I just ride, ride with them. Don't, don't hedge anymore. You made it this far. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be with you on UNC. I'm going to be against you on Kansas, which is fine. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, it's like the total blue blood final four of basketball. It is Kansas, Kansas, Nova, and then UNC Duke. They do. It's say, gonna be really good. They do say what's what's the key to March Madness brackets? And I've heard one strategy is um, pick blue. Not teams. picking animal teams. <laughs> is okay. it pick yeah. teams that wear blue? And that would have worked this year. Picking teams that wear blue. That's a good strategy. We'll have to put. We'll have to pin that for next year. Yeah. So do you, um, I got a couple NBA picks that I want to go through. So tonight, okay. it's I don't I haven't checked my phone. I think it, I'm probably winning. So I got a Thursday. Um, Kyrie is a diva parlay. Um, okay. Which, which is you know we haven't been through this, but I have a very strong take that that Kyrie Irving is just this generation Stefan Marbury. Um, okay, which, I like that. Which you know some would say that's a bad take that he, he's much better that Stefan Marbury failed in the NBA. Uh, yeah. But no, they're they're. Very talented, ball dominant point guards, off court issues. They cannot stay in the court. Different reasons, but they can't stay in the court. They're hard to yes. play with because, I mean, James Harding could not play with Kyrie Irving. And they always want out of town. They're always talking about the next city. And it, and they both have ugly signature sneakers. So essentially, <laughs> most importantly, most importantly, essentially the same. I mean, Kyrie Irving won't wear his sneakers. That's He thinks they're that bad. So I have Milwaukee plus one and a half. And then I have Cleveland plus six and a half. And why, okay. why is Cleveland in the parlay? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Kyrie's best season without LeBron and Cleveland was 16 games under 500? And they say he's a really good player. I, I just don't believe that. These young guys, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, they are guaranteed already to have a winning season. So I I just think he's overrated. So th- that's my diva parlay for tonight. Hopefully the diva parlay. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give somebody, I'm gonna give the people something that they don't even realize that they need, which is a bet on snooker. Snooker is a snooker is a pool light game. It's it's it looks like a pool table, but the ball most of the balls are the same color. And you can get Ronnie O'Sullivan, who's playing on April second. You can get Ronnie O'Sullivan versus Neil Robertson. Uh, Ronnie plus one twenty. And if you've watched any YouTube highlights of Ronnie O'Sullivan, you'll know that he is an absolute magician with the snooker stick. And uh, I think that's just plus plus odds on Ronnie O'Sullivan 
it's just absolute no brainer value. Do you have any thoughts? Um, is that a sport that only snooker? play in Ireland? Snooker? Or like they the- play it snooker in the UK too. Okay. So it's like a darts. No. No, obviously not it's like not, darts. Yeah, obviously it's not darts, <laughs> but it's like the same people who play snicker play darts after. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of weird, weirder guys. Well, there's they're, they're bar rats. Like there's like gym rats Correct. in basketball. These guys Correct. are bar rats. Correct. And I, I know I said that we were wrapping up like 20 minutes ago, but there's just so much to talk about. US the US qualified for the World Cup. They did, which is a big it's anticlimactic because they did it by losing to costa rica yeah but who cares who cares they're in uh but they're in because they won five to one against panama on in orlando like they just shelled them like christian pulisic had a hat trick so we're really looking forward what do you to think about his what do you think about his uh tat sleeves it's, it's kind of badass he He's kind of an enigma because he doesn't really talk that much. That's a big. That's a big word. <laughs> yes, <laughs> come for the vocabulary here at this this podcast. Um, his tats are are dope, but I think every soccer player in England is tatted up. So he just, it's kind of like the like you just do what everyone else does, right? Like, is he not oh, playing Germany anymore? No, he plays for Chelsea. Okay, but he's kind of he's supposedly on the move. There's a there's a there's a lot of. There's a lot is he of, still as good as as he was? He's very he still good. Really good. He's really good. They don't play him in his natural position in Chelsea, and Chelsea has, well, he's he, so he's no Messi or Ronaldo, but he's like the next kind of notch down. Like he's they're like the, the is he better player. than Landon Donovan? Ten times. Okay, got it. So, but these teams have like a bunch of him. So, like, the Chelsea, like, they have 20 players just as good as him. They don't have any player better than him. So, he just – he kind of gets, like, lost in the in the shuffle because they have too many players that are just good players. He's a good Premier League player, but not a Premier League superstar. Yes. Like, But he's yeah. not, like, at risk of falling out of the Premier League. He's just, like, a good Premier League player. Yeah, he'll always be able to find a team. Like, he's a hot commodity for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, when so the World Cup's in November, I think, in Qatar. It's in Qatar. I don't know if they. I know they had to adjust it because typically they play in the summer. And um, fun fact: Qatar is very hot in the summer. Yeah, it's very hot. Like it's very hot degrees, hot. So November twenty first is the first uh, day of group play for the World Cup. Okay, that's good. And the draw is tomorrow. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's exciting stuff. They're in a yeah. good, they're in a good spot in the draw. Like, I, it's, I'm not going to explain how it works, but they're not going to be in the group of death like they've been in the past. Well, I will, I will give a, um, a quick review from our friend Jason Dupal, who I texted about six months ago, and I said, I don't know anything about soccer. Please let me know as a big soccer fan what I should be paying attention to and when the important matches are for the world cup so he's been keeping me all up it's been great so shout out jason thank you very much we were texting today about the uh the draw tomorrow and he sent me a list of pots so there's four pots and you get one team from each pot 
uh, in each group. Pot one is the best. Pot four is the worst. We're in pot two. Seems pretty good. Um, We've been we're typically in pot three. So that we're in so pot, pot two. Yeah. So pot two is now. good. Yeah. So he said worst case scenario is the U.S., France from pot one, Poland from pot three, Ecuador from pot four. So that's, that is the worst case scenario. The home country is always in pot one. So like maybe the best case scenario is something like Qatar from pot one, Mexico, maybe because oh no, we're in pot two. So I guess we wouldn't get anybody from pot two. Correct. So Iran, Tunisia from pot three. I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. Um, pot well, four. Poland's bad because Poland has one of the one of the elite players um Lewandowski uh who's like the striker for Bayern Munich that's the guy that you don't want to see and he's he's a one man show over Poland got it okay so we'll we'll keep an eye on that we'll report back on that yeah. next week um so do you, do you have anything about the Valspar you have any picks no okay is that going on right now it is good. yeah well it's a classic um I put some bets in tonight uh, after the first round already started. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> schedules, schedules. But just just like for the players, this is Valspar is a dress rehearsal for the master, Masters. And it's the same yes, for me. That's what, that's what people say. Yeah. So I've got, I got, I do my top 10 foursome. Um, I got Maverick McNeely, which all the sharks and everything I've read, that this is like a made for him tournament. Um, at plus 360 and he's doing pretty well in the tournament already. Steve, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you want to go to bed. I don't want to break your bubble, but the Valspar was, was two weeks ago. What's going on right now. Is it the Texas open? Texas, Texas open. Yeah. The Texas open. Texas. Yeah. Valero, the two, the two V's. That's where I get. Yes. 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 Paint and oil. Yes. I like the, they do a lot of Both like oil based uh, products. Yes. Yes. They do a lot of like fun games with the paint, which is with, but that already happened. <laughs> Um, Maverick McNeely, uh, Denny McCartney, uh, McCarty, McCarthy. Yeah. He is going to, he's plus 190. He's, he's doing very well right now. Corey Connors at plus 210. He, the Canadian, was very impressive at the WGC. Um, yeah. I never he was. even heard he of him. He was in before. the semis against uh, Dustin, right? Yeah. And he, he stood his own for absolutely. And Imagine then, being Dustin and Dustin Johnson and losing. Uh, to Scotty Scheffler, and then having to go play like a bronze, like a like a third place match, and you're, he's like, "What the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> but that match is for like a couple hundred thousand. So like, yeah, I had the same feeling. Like, why is there a consolation match in professional golf? And then I was like, oh, because it's they want it's you know it's like a it's just a straight up like bet for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have Hideki Mats- Matsuyama. Um, he's not having a good round, but he, he I think he's going to for a comeback. He's got that confidence, that master's confidence. So love that. I got him at plus twelve hundred. And I just want to give a final shout out to the Yukon Women's Huskies, who play tomorrow night at nine thirty p.m. I'll be taking them plus two against the Stanford Trees. They're and they're not the favorites. Correct. You can get you can you can get points against Stanford, or you can take uh, 
actually, I don't see a money line. So you can take UConn ladies plus two against Stanford. I will be FaceTiming with my parents. We'll be going absolutely nuts during the game. They're huge UConn women's fans. Um, it should be, it should be a good one. Uh, Paige, Paige Becker on what's today, Thursday, Paige Becker on, on Tuesday night went absolutely ham. Uh, it was an amazing game. Second half and double overtime scored like 25 points, could not miss against NC state. It was, it was awesome. So that is, uh, that's one of my, that's one of my picks for this week. Lady Huskies plus two. Yeah, I mean they're the basketball team of New England for sure. So I'm I didn't I thought they were going to be a big favorite. So I I'm definitely going to look into that. Yeah. Um, if you need me to put that in for you, because all the all the fancy sports books don't have uh, women's basketball lines, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I I think they do have this. I mean UConn UConn's big time. It's, it, it's I'm not, all for. I think we should softball. be able to bet on everything. Snooker, everything. I, I I cannot wait for the women's softball world series. We will have that in just two or three weeks from now when that starts up. That's um, it's, it's a while from now because that's, so you have to remember that basketball is a winter sport. Softball is a spring sport. So they're just starting that up. They've been playing for like a month. That doesn't happen until two or three um, months from now. I think two that's, that's what I meant. Two or three months from now. Yeah, but that's super, electric. It is electric. The super regionals of college softball are some of the best storylines that we don't talk about enough. So I cannot well, wait. We will talk about them in two to three months. You can get all of your Tennessee versus Oklahoma, Texas versus Arkansas, college softball World Series talk right here on the receding money line. That is it for week three. Uh, we went about. 20% in our bets last week. We're going to strive for 45% this week. And uh, we can't wait to tell you how we did on the pod next Wednesday. Until then, this is Pat and Steve on the receding money line. Make your unit smaller. <laughs>